0: Hi, I'm Angie Lee, the host of Leadership Narratives Podcast. I've been leading teams since my 20s and have coached leaders from the world's most admired brands like Amazon, Google, American Express, Pfizer, Apple, Microsoft, and many others. On every episode, I'll be bringing on top leaders from companies you know and love to give you mini leadership masterclasses. Week after week, you'll uncover and model your leadership voice that will make a mark on the world. Subscribe to the show to get notified of every new release. Welcome back to Leadership Narratives podcast. This is a show where we explore the intersection between business and leadership, featuring a collection of intimate conversations with industry giants, trailblazers, and game changers across different disciplines on what it means To make a mark on the world today we have an interesting episode to dive into the minds behind the brands that shape our world i'm excited to have my dear friend and a titan in the branding and creative design industry annette as our guest annette's work in this field has left an indelible mark on some of the most prominent real estate developers in major cities like New York City, DC, Chicago, and Miami. From envisioning branding strategies for the world's leading brands like Verizon, Disney, Mitsubishi, to fostering creative solutions for Mexico's top-notch corporations at Interbrand MX, Annette's impact is far-reaching. She's a maestro in branding, creative strategy, and interactive design, among other skills. And she's here today to share her knowledge on what it takes to master design leadership in today's world. Stay tuned for a fascinating conversation with Annette, exploring the world of branding through her expert lens. Annette, a warm welcome to our show again. Thank you so much. How are you doing today? I'm good. Thank you. How are you? Doing great. Thank you for asking. Uh, so what did you have for breakfast today, Annette?
1: Good question. I had a couple of boiled eggs and I saw um cheese, and um, another slice of avocado. I try to not go too crazy on breakfast. I don't eat uh, breakfast on a regular basis, I must say. I try to fast, typically. But yeah, I did have breakfast this morning. That that was it. I kind of miss my
0: coffee in the morning. <laughs> you know, I same here. I, I can't function without having that first cup of coffee in the morning. Uh, but you know, your breakfast sounds like it's a very healthy, uh, somewhat light, but yet nutritious, I guess the balance between protein and fat. Tell us a little bit more about what your morning routine looks like. Do you typically start the day with breakfast? No, I don't. I typically start
1: the day with coffee. <laughs> and then I, when the weather um, is good, which is just a couple of months here in New York, I try to go for a walk uh, with my husband early in the morning, and then I come back, take a shower, and start my my day. And then I eat something yeah. around I don't know, maybe two p.m. or when I I'm able to. Sometimes the the workload is uh is crazy, and it's just whenever I have a chance.
0: How did you begin your journey in design leadership?
1: I was always kind of good at drawing and and more interested in things that um, had to do with visual expression. Was drawing all the time, instead of like playing with um, dolls and all that, it, it was just what I was attracted to. And then kind of naturally you know through the academy process and studied and like multiple things that I could do I was inspired by things outside of the visual world too like psychology or communications at large like uh, journalism and stuff and I was really interested in that at the end of the day it was you know the visual that that visual kind of like attraction to all things designed and 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 all that that um, inspired me to to study that it was actually Funny because at the at the time the design career wasn't really that well known in Cuba. It was kind of like it had started for like the past like you know eight to, to ten years um, tops. So there wasn't a very kind of uh, well known you know buzz around that as a as a career per se. But as soon as I found out about it, I just presented for the the, the tests and got straight into uh, you know, university and spend the, the rest of uh, my five years of uh, study there and then the rest of my life uh, being a
0: designer. I love that. Um, speaking of being deeply rooted, you know, whether it's in arts or creativity, I'd like to explore a little bit more about you know, your belief systems or maybe you know, your, what your core values are made of or what your opinion is on, on this topic. What types of values do you believe are essential for a design leader to possess and why?
1: In no particular order, right? But I think a design leader needs to be, needs to kind of lead with excellence. It's not, for me, it's not possible for someone to lead others without being an expert in their own field, right? So I I think to me that's essential. And then obviously you have to be able to teamwork with people and to, you know, be welcoming of, of, of. of different ideas and to, to work work well with others, values that are kind of like inherent to any good leader beyond just the design discipline. I think respect and integrity are values that are really important to me and that have been always kind of present, uh, whether it's in the way that I perceive leadership in others and have experienced it myself as for the way that I demand from myself to be respectful of others too. So regardless of rank, title, role, background, I like to, to, uh, to think that everyone is, you know, deserves to be treated with equal respect. That's one of the best traits that a creative leader and a leader in general can have, to be respectful of others.
0: So it sounds like the most standard definition of a leader right having that sense of um, integrity being trustworthy being accountable but also being committed to excellence because especially in your field uh, much of your work you know has to do with whether it's creative strategy or visual design or you know something that you know has so many creative elements you know setting that standard or you know knowing that we need to show up to our work and especially as a leader someone who's starting out in their leadership journey in the creative field what advice would you have for them so they can learn how to align their personal values with their leadership style any advice there one have
1: to be it has to be authentic. You you cannot really sacrifice the person you are just to kind of meet a, a specific leadership standard or a, a style, right? You have to create your own, and that is is it has to be inspired by your own experience. So I think that to begin with, for someone to be a leader and to become a good leader. You have to have experience first. You have to have experience then and situations and challenges and conflict and you know resolution that gives you enough exposure to different situations, so you know how to solve for those specific issues. If if it comes to to be your decision at the end of the day, um, that's one thing. And then you know learn from the way you were uh, led before. If uh, if you had good or bad leaders you know we've had them all there's always something to learn from them there's always some good quality that that one can kind of like recognize and try to mimic even and uh, some bad qualities that that you know that you suffer from and you want to avoid having your team to to go through that with you so that's uh, you know be, being being honest about what you will like a leader to be with you, and then be consistent with that, and and also avoid becoming the person you you are not. So it always comes down to being authentic, and also being very empathetic. Like you you need to feel empathy for others and be able to put yourself in their place because you have been chances are, in their place uh, before and have experienced what they um, might have going through right now in terms of, you know, the level of uh, experience or the, the amount of uh, times they have been um, asked to, to make decisions and might not be Able to 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 do so um, on their own, and you know, be supportive and all of that. Or if they're going through a difficult time in their lives, maybe there's something that you know it's not possible for them to to do better this time. One is to to be able to also uh, factor that in when when leading others, and and make sure you are also compassionate and make space for things to happen and you know, mistakes to happen and jump to the rescue of your own team if needed. It's not just about the Gating things and others. It's also about being able to do it yourself if needs be.
0: You know, speaking of a masterclass, you know, Annette, you're just spilling so much wisdom. I hope our audience is taking notes and uh, jotting down all of these great takeaways. You talked a little bit about personal experiences that make up who we are. And, um, you know, I was just listening to a podcast by Jordan Peterson, and where he talks about how experiences that we face in life, we ultimately make a decision on whether or not that experience either wounds us or it, it teaches us right it gives us wisdom and it's a decision that we have to make in our journeys because our journeys are made up of very unique experiences that are only available to us and to us only i'd love to hear a little bit more about your experience though Annette. can you share a personal experience that significantly impacted your philosophy whether it's in design or leadership
1: Sure. I mean, it's not. It, it hasn't been one. It has been many personal experiences. I think one of the things that that has definitely impacted my style of um, leadership and my approach to life in general is the fact that I twice an immigrant. I left my country of birth, Cuba, uh, for the first time in my twenties, and I I went to. Um, you know live and work in in mexico city um an entirely different culture despite we speak the same language it's not the same at all and you know culturally and and politically and, and in in some other ways as so many other ways it's just a different world to me it was a different world to me and i you know doing that then and then few years later, coming to the, the, the United States and, and also going through that process again is something that, you know, shapes your um, resilience and your ability to to find solution to things on your own, especially if you're a, a first-time immigrant, so you, if you don't have family in, on the other side and or can rely on the support of. You know colleagues or family members that you have to shape and, and open the road on your own pretty much so that you know you learn to rely on your own sense of confidence intuition and um and the the need to become really adaptable to different scenarios and different situations and to be able to interact with different people and work with different people all of those are things that definitely shape the uh, the, the person and the, and the leader that I am right now, because it, it exposed me to so many different perspectives and all of them valid in their
0: own way. And speaking of processes, I'd love to hear more about your approach to branding and design systems.
1: So branding is my passion. I that's what I've been, you know, specialized on uh, for years. You know, from my time in Mexico, I worked at very renowned and, and key branding agencies. Led by people really really smart and and experienced that um, kind of inspire my my own point of view. I think branding is just the mother of all design. It's it's you know it, it's what came first design wise. Like you know from the time where you branded your cattle just to differentiate yourself from uh, the neighbors, that was branding already. So and it's it's actually called brand in the same way you uh, to to the modern times where you um you know you find specific features that identify one company from another, one product from the next, one service to any communication piece. It could be a website. Uh, it all comes down to what's your brand? What's your um, identity? It's uh, beyond visual elements. It's, it's your you know core values as a company or as a service. And it's a way you use your, your tone of voice. And it's, your communications look. It's how consistent they are. It's how honest they are, in the sense that they represent who you truly are as a company or a service. I love branding in terms of design systems. I think the design system is just the the is the DNA of branding system, and it's the DNA of a company uh, in terms of their communications. Right? If you don't have a specific set of elements that consistently displayed in the way that make you identifiable, then, you know, you can be mistaken for any other product, any other company or any other service out there. So if there's no consistent set of rules and elements that your communications kind of operate within, I think you risk not being recognized. On the other hand, there's also a fair and, you know and healthy amount of flexibility that's needed uh, within a design system to also guarantee that your brand doesn't become obsolete or your communications you know, don't become boring after just um, a week, right? It's finding that balance between consistency and flexibility, what makes a design system so valuable and, and interesting. And it's another one of those specific things within the branding practice that I that I really love doing. It can be quite tedious for um, for certain people, kind of get lost in the intricacies of, of rules and, and, you know, specific boundaries for communication. Uh, while also playing on, you know, how far we can go, uh, how much stretch does he, does the system have, um, just so we can make the brand more, like, feel fresh and um, and unique at the same time. And that's always that, something I try to consistently teach um, my teams in, in general, even if it's not uh, part of, like, a, a, a specific training or anything like that. It's just part of, uh even a typical feedback session, kind of getting those concepts in there, is always you know something that that makes any any specific communication um, to to have more sustenance and more kind of like be rooted in something that is more unique and specific to to that particular challenge, and it's going to become a more solid solution at the end of the day.
0: You know, Annette, as I'm hearing you talk about your subject matter expertise and by the way when i meet with other folks with different types of expertise in their fields there is this sense of sparkle in your eye and i just caught that i caught a glimpse of that as you were talking about the design systems and what you know branding means and this is your bread and butter and it whether it's deeply rooted in your upbringing, you know, from the childhood age or to, you know, exploring the world and working on, working with major and top brands in the world. I'm just curious, do you believe that your multicultural experience has influenced your design leadership in any way?
1: Yeah. yeah. I not only had the experience of going away and um, live for a brief period of time in, in another culture, I, actually became part of that culture. I spent 10 years in Mexico. I became a Mexican citizen. And then I have been in um America for uh, or North America to for another 10 years. So I've also become an American citizen. So it's it's one of those things that you definitely like it's more than just a passport, right? It's a set of principles and customs and ideas and Ways of expressing oneself that you learn from and you you add to to your own to your own set of uh, you know inner qualities and and skills that you came with and it's always kind of adding up to that and and complementing um, the person that you 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 were when you first uh, you know started or came to the country so definitely that has impacted my. Um, my style of leadership too. Obviously, I'm not the same leader today that I was 10 years ago when I was leading in Mexico, right? It's a different environment. It's a different culture. It's a different, again, set of uh, experiences that I, I was exposed to back then and the now, right? I brought with me some great experiences that I was able to implement here, but I definitely learned so much so much more um, out of the 10 years that I've spent here that um, That I wouldn't be the leader that I am if I hadn't lived in 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 this country for 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 the amount of time that I have, for sure.
0: So what I was saying, Annette, was in looking back, whether it's early part of your leadership journey or even just going back ten years, what would you say to that Latina that's starting out in that journey with that set of multicultural experiences? Like if you were to look back 10 years ago, the 10 year younger version of you, what's one piece of advice would you give?
1: I would say you can do it. That's what I would say, because I never had the luxury of getting paralyzed by doubt or you know lack of self confidence. I had to force my force myself to become confident, even if you know faking it till I made it, <laughs> even um, just because I couldn't you know afford to to go back in time and place, right? But I you know. For sure you're not experienced enough you don't know enough of that culture or the field or society in general uh, so much that I um, didn't know uh, about that I never really gave a um, leadership a thought for sure uh, during the first couple of years that I that I spent in in Mexico let's say right so as I started kind of becoming more used to to that environment and kind of learning that um, what I thought to be limitations weren't really that at all. And that, you know, regardless from uh, where you're from, regardless where you're from, like people have different things that they bring to the table. Maybe coming from a third world country might mean that I was limited in certain things, definitely. Um, but it also meant that I hadn't, you know, a different view of certain other things than my colleagues, right? It started to kind of become naturally as, oh, this is this is just um, valid, and this is you know nice. We don't, we're not equal, but we don't have to be in terms of uh, what what we've experienced and our point of view on certain things. Definitely right, but not in our view or perspective of um, different things definitely designed too I started to um, you know to learn how to trust myself more and more even though I've, I've never really been a, a, a person that that suffers from like self-doubt when it comes to my professional career per se, but one knows that one has limitations at a certain age and certain time. And there's certainly things that I don't know about right now that I still need to learn in my, in my leadership kind of like a a process too. For sure. You never end up learning.
0: started talking about your experience, you know, coming from a third, uh, third world country coming here, you know, the, the whole resiliency part of telling yourself that, you know, you can do this. But it, it's mm-hmm. not really a lack of, you know, self doubt. I think it
1: wasn't so much that I didn't trust myself. As I said, it's it, it
0: wasn't a matter
1: of self doubt as much as you know the 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 understanding that I, I I was coming from a third world country with a lot of limitations, and I hadn't been exposed to so much that I definitely became exposed to uh, once I, I I went to live in Mexico. It, everything kind of added to my to my my learning process which hasn't ended and won't ever end I believe I you know I was able to learn from people that had a completely different upbringing in that mind and a different perspective to design kind of like practice in general and and a different aesthetic preference even right I I kind of became a sponge and um, and I think that's important for any good leader, any good creative to begin with, but uh, especially if you aspire to become a leader, which I didn't at first, it was a process that came about a little bit later in Mexico. You, you have to become kind of open to explore different styles and different perspectives. And um, most importantly, to understand that, that every challenge needs a tailor-made solution which there are different possible solutions to, but uh, all of those possible solutions need to be reflective, reflective and uh, relevant to that specific um, unique um, t- uh, challenge and, and project. It cannot be um, like a, a one size fit, fit all uh, um, situation. So I, I think that's one thing that being exposed to different cultures and different point of views add to to a creative leader, that openness to different things, and that adaptability also to, to work and think in different ways.
0: And speaking of which, it's my understanding that you recently won an award for your work, and we'd love to hear a little bit more about that. In connection to your work and your passion, how do you keep your passion for creativity alive
1: I don't know that I uh, intentionally try to keep it alive. I I happen to be fortunate enough to do something for a living that I love doing. I, it, it gets kind of refueled on a daily basis as I go uh, about my, my, my regular projects. And it's always interesting to me, regardless of the size of a project or the client, it's the challenge is what what is so inspiring, and finding finding those possible solutions that I was speaking about um, is what makes it all very enjoyable to me, right? So, but at times you have to maybe kind of generate more uh, consistent uh, communications that are we are not in that in that super highly creative uh, phase anymore. We certainly uh, experience those type of uh, projects as well as as leaders and you you know you honor them as, as much so in those cases I try to stay always kind of connected with uh, specific um, branding and design blocks that I love that that kind of like led me take a big to at the you know newest uh, successful branding um, uh, or, or campaigns or um, projects in general. That's always so um, inspiring. Um, I go to museums. I, I like to to stay in close contact with like art in general and multiple sources of uh, of it. I don't have a particular style that I love over another. I I kind of like uh, like to be exposed to different mediums and and styles. So that's always kind of naturally inspiring to me.
0: Looking ahead, Annette and in your personal view, what does it take to be a successful design leader?
1: You have to be comfortable being uh, vocal about, you know, ideas, uh, providing feedback, discussing possible solutions with your team. You have to be open to their perspective as well. Actually, you have to be able to inspire them to come up with their own solution and their own perspective on on things. If you want to, you know, fulfill your responsibility of being um, their trainer as well, you are training them to to become successful designers or creatives in in general in in, in their own right. So you have to give them the tools, and part of giving them the tools is giving them the opportunity of coming up with solutions themselves. There are certainly specific leaders that have a different style that is more I wanna say dictatorial, but definitely like you you kind of like tell people what to do to the T and and that's certainly not um, the way I like doing things. Um, you know, it, it Depends. At, at times, you have to make decisions as so it's, it's part of being a good leader. So this is where we're going to. To, to go, this is what we're going to present, these are the good solutions, these are not really good enough, and this you need to take to the next level doing this and that. That decisiveness and that that openness to also discuss ideas, even your own, is something that I think it's key in, in any
0: um, creative leader in general. Like one of the core principles for a good leader is communication, right? That's exactly what you're okay. alluding to, and I love that. Um, and what's one final thought you'd love to leave our audience with?
1: When it comes to 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 being a leader, there's a lot, and and a creative leader, there's a lot that one ends up sacrificing. One thing is actually creating yourself. You know, as you become a leader, you are you are supposed to inspire and and, and um, mentor others to 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 do the actual creative thinking and and. And all that, and sometimes you get caught in the um, in the admin type of uh, uh, tasks that have to do with the creative, uh, with the leadership role, and that can be a little bit uninspiring. But persist, and whenever there's a chance to do things creatively, uh, personal projects, go for them, and, um, and and try to stay, you know, relevant and to stay in tune with um, with what's needed, and you know, the, the technological um, advances and all that, what, what it's going to make the next, uh, you know, design um, chapter in, in history possible. You have to stay current and you have to stay, you know, on top of, of, of the industry in that sense, like continue to be informed and, uh, and, and train yourself in, in, in everything that's required to become a good leader.
0: Amazing. Thank you for that last takeaway. Annette, how can listeners support you in your work?
1: Well, I would say I, I'm always open to, to connect with other creatives who are welcome to reach out. And, um, and kind of like um, maybe there's a chance to collaborate on some projects. Maybe just there's a chance to, to exchange experiences and, um, you know, advices on certain things. Certainly open to that.
0: Amazing. Listeners, we're going to have link to Annette's LinkedIn bio in our show notes. So you'll know exactly where to find her. And like she said, feel free to reach out for any questions or collaboration or any ideas for that matter. So thank you for all of the wonderful insights and your stories. Annette. thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us today. Audience, thanks for tuning in to this week's Leadership Narrative. Uh, I would like to remind you that if you've taken away something big today, like anything related to multicultural experiences or creative leadership or anything for that matter, that'll help you to tweak how you lead, uh, be sure to tell us about it by reviewing the show wherever you're listening to this podcast. And don't forget to tune back for next episode of Leadership Narrative from another industry giant. And with that, Annette, audience, thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much, Angie. Thank you for having me. See you later. Thank you. Bye-bye.